leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That long ball is going to go for a touchdown. The game's over. Webster Slaughter. Metcalf. Real goal. For the score. Unbelievable. 45-40. Run, William, run. He's got blockers in front. Five. Touchdown. Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score. Sight wants it all on this one for Logan. And he is there. Jim Brown with the 30. Jim Brown is going to go in for another touchdown. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. I woke up feeling dangerous. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to another episode of 1085 Gridiron. I am your host, Anthony Jokey. As always, I got my co-host, Shaq McCurry, with me. But today, uh, we are going to jump right into our special interview this week. We have Jake Trotter of ESPN. Uh, he covers the Browns for their uh, ESPN NFL Nation. So we are, are going to jump right into this. Uh, you know, Jake is gracious with his time, and we're very thankful that he... I was able to join us, give us some insight about the season and uh, the game coming up against the 49ers on Monday night. Uh, Here is Mr. Jake Trotter. All right, it is our honor to be joined uh, by by, uh, Jake Trotter. He is an ESPN NFL Browns reporter. Um, Jake, I appreciate you coming back on. uh, You joined us before the season. Um, How has your transition been so far? Because you will – Came from a college crazy town, covering Baker in Oklahoma. You finally got to fully experience uh, what Cleveland fans are like. How could you compare the two fan bases uh, throughout uh, the first month of the season that you've been here? Well, one thing I've learned is Browns fans don't ever overreact, right? I mean, the sky was definitely not falling after week three. It's a little bit of a joke there, um, but it kind of just underscores the passion that Cleveland fans have for their team. Uh, kind of felt like like there was no hope after the Rams lost when at, you know when you put everything into context first year head coach you know new star player at wide receiver you knew this team was figuring some things out and yet they almost beat the defending NFC champions um, at the end there so I think for all the you know the consternation about the offense uh, that, that that they were if they beaten if they could beat Baltimore then they had, they would be in terrific shape after the quarter poll of the season. And that's exactly what happened. Figured out some things offensively. Uh, didn't try to force too much to Odell. Got the running game going, got under center more. And I think this is a closer version of what you're going to see from the Browns offensively. And listen, I mean, like I, you know, for, for Cleveland fans, they may lose Monday night at San Francisco. Um, it's not going to be a re- linear season in terms of the success, but I do think that this team is going to continue to get better. And the good part for them is the schedule is going to get easier at the same time. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun covering this team. It's been a blast being at the, uh, the first two home games. The crowd has been awesome. 
uh, at both of them, and you can't turn a corner without seeing, you know, a Baker Mayfield jersey somewhere or, you know, a Browns hat or Browns gear. So the the, the town is definitely fired up for this team. And, and they're still uh, piecing together this offense. Uh, you know, we're going to week five. They have not been fully healthy yet. Uh, you know, Antonio Cowboy has been suspended. Uh, he's coming back this week. Uh, hopefully they have Rashard Higgins this week. Uh, you know, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams have been out on the defense. Uh, talk about how they've been able to overcome uh, the suspension and all these injuries and kind of slowly uh, taking their time with, with Higgins, Ward, and Williams uh, getting back into, into the fold of things. Yeah, I mean, defensively, T.J. Carey and Terrence Mitchell have been fantastic. You know, you were a little bit concerned in that Rams game with the entire defensive backfield being out, the starting defensive backfield, and the backups played terrifically. And then Baltimore, you know, the backup corners did a terrific job again against a really speedy wide uh, wide receiver core. So I think that, um, you know, the, the guys that they needed to step in and fill in uh, have done a great job. You know, Ricky Sills-Jones for – Joku uh, last weekend with a couple of big catches. You, you've seen Damian Ratley make a play here or there. Um, so they they have tre- they they've done a good job treading water. Now you've got you know Jarvis Landry's not going to miss a game. Uh, you've got Callaway. You potentially have Higgins. You know at some point I, before the end of time, Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, their hamstrings are going to heal, and you're going to be more healthy than you've been. Uh, so um, you know the important part for me was can they get to the, the New England game, after the New England game, could they be three and four, worst case? Because if you're three and four, then you look at the schedule going forward and you've got, you know, five games against teams that have yet to win a game. When you talk about Cincinnati, uh, Miami, uh, Denver, and Arizona, you have Pittsburgh twice who just won their first game of the season against Cincinnati. I mean, you've got a lot of wins that you can find on the schedule after that point, if you could just kind of be in the mix close to 500, then I think you set yourself up to have a really nice second half finish to the season. And, you know, part of that has been the backup guys, you know, holding their own while some of these starters come back from the injuries. Yeah. I, I was analyzing the schedule the other day and, you know, after that New England game, I can't see a game where they're not going to be favored. And, and uh, that just goes to show, um, you know, the, the first part of the schedule, the first half, it, it has been really tough. But uh, I guess we got a favor, uh, you know, mostly due to uh, Roethlisberger being out for the season of kind of that the second half of the schedule being very easy. Um, one of the major questions that, you know, a lot of Browns fans have had, and you kind of spoke to it a little bit the last time you were on with us, we've kind of been wondering where Jannard Avery is. And I, I want to give credit to you because when you were on last time with us, uh, you know, you were talking about Chad Thomas and how this Browns coaching staff was really high on him. And, you know, he's starting to show um, show everybody on the field the things he can do and, and you know, not be inactive for pretty much every game like he was last season. But it, it's come at the cost of Jannard Avery who's trying to transition – uh, into the Steve Wilkes defense. Do you have any answer of what's going on with Jadarn Avery? The answer is they feel better about Chad Thomas. I mean, you can only keep so many guys on the active list. You've only got 46 spots, and like you, you only have so many pass rushers that you can put on there. And if Chad Thomas is going to play 
in those obvious passing downs, then, then Avery is just going to be a backup. So basically it comes down to the fact that they just like Chad Thomas better for that role right now than they do uh, Jannard Avery. And, and Thomas was a the guy they invested a high draft pick in. Um, that was a guy that, you, you know, I heard all offseason that, um, you know, despite the fact that he was a non-factor last year, he was a the guy they really still believed in. Um, and, you know, he, he was a little bit banged up during training camp, but he kept hearing still a guy that they had big plans for. So I think it's just a question of, you know, not that they dislike Avery, but they just, Chad Thomas is the guy in that spot right now. All right, uh, this, this coming uh, Monday night, uh, obviously taking on the 49ers, they're back on primetime football uh, with Monday Night Football. And we want to get what your uh, keys uh, to the game are because, you know, they go into this game kind of starting to get some guys healthy. You know, there's still a question of where a couple guys might be out. When you look at this game against the San Francisco 49ers, what's the biggest X factor on offense and defense uh, that they're going to have to prepare for? I mean, I really think it starts with the running game on both sides of the ball. And Freddie Kitchens, you know, I asked him, I think, this week, you know, what what are the keys, you know, to, to, to carrying over what you did in Baltimore? And they said it, it's not really that complicated of a game, in my opinion. It comes down to who runs the ball better, who stops the run, and who doesn't turn the ball over. And, you know, I, I think that's over, oversimplifying things, obviously. But, you know, if they can get Nick Chubb going against that run defense, the number one right ranked, run defense for the NFL, then I think San Francisco's in a lot of trouble. So I would expect Cleveland to come out and try to get Nick Chubb going again um, because that just sets everything else up, takes pressure off Mayfield, um, you know, in terms of actual pressure and then the pressure to carry the offense. You know, it sets up Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, um, and, and it, it restores balance to the offense. And then, you know, on the other side of the ball, um, you know, you, you feel pretty good about your chances if you can stop that San Francisco running game. So, uh, I think, you know, particularly getting Nick Chubb involved early and often, that was the biggest difference between the fourth game and the previous three. And they had run the ball effectively at times, but it just never felt like it was very consistent. And that was something that was different in Baltimore, and you saw the rest of the offense really feed off that. Uh, Nick Chubb, to me, is the – I don't know if he's an X factor because he's obviously going to be a big part of the game plan, but uh, he is a guy that I think is going to – dictate what happens if he has a good game that's a really good sign for the Browns and if he is you know 14 carries for 22 yards that's a really good sign for the 49ers uh, you know the 49ers have a lot of uh, first round picks invested in that defensive front of theirs uh, they have five of them and uh, do you have confidence that they'll be able to get uh, this running game going uh, this week yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it kind of depends what the 49ers want to do. Um, you know, I think they're going to look at that Baltimore film and think, well, Cleveland has kind of figured out that if Odell Beckham is double teamed or, you know, he's got help, that they have other ways they can go offensively. So is that what we want to do? Because that that did not work for the Ravens. Um, so it, it's it kind of depends on what, San Francisco wants to do, but they do have five former first-round draft picks along that defensive line, like really talented up front. So I, I think either way it's going to be tough. Um, but, uh, you know, listen, if, if if San Francisco wants to stack the box, then I think if you're the Browns, you feel just fine about that. And I think that was, you know, the, the upside of this team the whole time was 
you know, if you want to take one thing away, we've got something else to throw at you. You know, it's not like, you know, probably years before with Cleveland, if you take one player away, you're, you're pretty much sunk. I mean, they've got three or four other guys that can hurt you. And I think that, you know, the key for Cleveland is, okay, let's see what they're doing and let's just, let's play off that and, and take what the defense is giving us instead of trying to force the ball somewhere or try to force a running game that might not be there. You know, there's going to be somebody open that can make plays on this Browns offense, whether it's Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, uh, or Odell Beckham. And, and, and I think that, you know, how the 49ers play this game is going to dictate a lot of what the Browns end up doing. Uh, I, I loved Odell Beckham's quote today from uh, the press conference talking about how uh, he doesn't care about stats. It's all about uh, getting that team win. And, you know, talk about a little bit of his attitude because, you know, he's got that reputation for, for being a diva, but, uh, so far, you know, through the first month of the season and through training camp as well, um, you know, he's been quite the, the model citizen. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like it's a completely different person. And that might be because Jarvis Landry is here as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Odell's really enjoying being on this team. He, uh, you know, he um, has a great rapport, obviously, with Jarvis going back to when they were at LSU. And then, you know, has a – uh, you know, really good relationship with Baker Mayfield preceding uh, the the, uh, the 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 trade. So I think that um, you know it seems like just watching him from afar, he gets along with uh, a lot of guys on the team, and I, I think that that's um, you know created a uh, really nice uh, locker room you know for him to be in. Uh, as we wrap up here, uh, we put a poll out uh, earlier today on our Twitter account. What uh, Browns fans think the record is going to be entering the bye week uh, with, uh, you know, four and two, three and three, two and four. Uh, why don't you give us your prediction for this game against San Francisco and then what you think they'll end up going into the bye week with? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of think they'll be three and four. I'm not – I'm not sure if it's going to be the San Francisco game or the Seattle game they lose. Um, I think they've got a terrific chance to win Monday – um, I saw that the line was three and a half. That seems really high to me for a 49er team that, you know, you look at who they've played so far this year. Um, so, um, you know, I'll say, I'll say they lose on a Monday night, uh, but play pretty well and then come back and beat the Seahawks at home. How about that? Uh, I'll go with that because uh, so far I am 0-2 of my season tickets <laughs> uh, going to games this year. So I, I can't afford uh, them to go 0-3 uh, for my first three games this season. All right, Jake. You know, it's funny. I think I, I think I picked the Browns to win online, so maybe I should I should reverse that. So I'll pick them to beat San Francisco and then lose to the Seahawks. How about uh, that? All right. You know, you, you sometimes you gotta be superstitious and, and do things like that. And, well, you gotta um, be consistent. True. You got yeah. This is true. Um, Jake, I, I really appreciate the time you've been given. Uh, you've given us. Uh, I know you're busy. Uh, I appreciate the time you took out of your day uh, to join us. Uh, if you want to go ahead and plug your Twitter account, where everybody can read you. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, Jake uh, underscore Trotter. All right, Jake. I, I, I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for joining us, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good, guys. Take care. Well, we certainly appreciate uh, Jake joining us again on, on the podcast. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed uh, what he had to say. Uh, you know, Jake's a busy guy, and uh, – we're very grateful that he took time out of his day to come on here and, and discuss the Browns and, and what he thinks is going to be happening, uh, you know, heading into the bye week. Uh, 
you know, he thinks we're going to be three and three. Uh, you know, he thinks we're going to possibly, you know, win, win this game on Monday night, lose the one to Seattle. But, uh, Jack, let's dive in a little bit more uh, into the San Francisco game. Um, what to you is your biggest key to the game when, when you look at this 49ers team who uh, has a good running game? Uh, they have a very good uh, play caller in uh, Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, they have a, a quarterback who's been really trying to get back into the groove of everything after coming back from his ACL injury. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Kyle Shanahan's offenses over the years, it, it's it's pretty much predicated on the run, and then that sets up the play action. It pretty much sets up their whole passing attack. You know, they signed Tevin Coleman in the offseason, and he was supposed to be, you know, their big uh, go-to threat in the backfield, and he's unfortunately been injured for them. But, you know, they've had Matt uh, Briata, Raheem Mozart, and then Jeff Wilson all step up and contribute and they have one of the top rushing attacks in the league. And, you know, obviously, you know, the Browns run defense has been strong so far through the beginning of the season. And, you know, they stopped Todd Gurley. Um, they maintained the Ravens running attack last week. Uh, you know, their only hiccup was Derrick Henry and, you know, Derrick Henry's one of the top backs in the league, obviously, but if the Browns can, you know, limit the 49ers running attack, um, on Monday night, then it's going to put them in a situation where they can win this game because it's going to have to force Jimmy to throw and it's going to keep uh, him on his toes, obviously against our pass rush. You know, Jimmy gets the ball quickly. He's one of the top guys in the league at doing that. But you know, if he has to rely on his arm and not be able to lean on that running game, then it, it could spell bad news for the 49ers offense. You know, we, we talked a little bit with, uh, uh, Jake, how you know it's finally starting to seem like we could have uh, everybody healthy on offense. Um, I know Jarvis Landry was con- cleared from the concussion protocol today. Uh, Antonio Callaway, ooh, excuse me, is back uh, from his suspension. Um, it, it is possible that we could have Rashard Higgins on Monday night. Um, you know, as we start to integrate all these pieces into the offense, uh, you know, now that people are getting healthy and. You know, Callaway has is coming off his suspension. Uh, we still have Kareem Hunt, uh, who, who's still suspended. But uh, you know, if they're able to have uh, their full strength uh, at the wide receiving core uh, going into Monday night, how much uh, do you expect them to, um, you know, get some of these guys who have been out involved early to get them into the flow of the game? Uh, you know, just to kind of get their feet wet a little bit. Yeah, I definitely would expect it that, you know, Higgins has been out since week one. You know, Callaway hasn't seen any time. I'm, I'm sure they're going to sprinkle them in and then just let the flow of the game dictate, like, how many reps they're going to get. Obviously, you know, you want to get Jarvis involved. You want to get Beckham involved. And, you know, if you can sprinkle those guys in, it's going to keep the 49ers to, you know, have their defense be honest. Like, you know, as talented as they are up front, you know, they can pressure all they want, but, you know, there's come a point where they're going to have to focus on the passing game and then that might have them back off, you know, sending a blitz after Baker. And then once that, if that happens, then, you know, they can unleash, we can unleash Chubb on the 49ers. And then, you know, they haven't given up a rushing touchdown yet. Uh, I'm sure Nick Chubb wants to make that happen Monday night. He wants to be the first one to do it. So, 
um, if we can, you know, sprinkle some of the new guys in while keeping the offense flowing, you know, it could spell trouble for the 49ers. So this is their biggest test offensively so far this season. And, you know, if we can bring our combined threat only in the in the running game and the passing game, you know, the 49ers might not know what to do. This could be their first test um, of adversity on the defensive side of the ball because they have not seen an offense like this uh, just yet this year. Yeah, you know, Jake was surprised that, that the spread is at the at three and a half at this point. He thinks that's a little high for uh, this 49ers team. Um, you know, but they, they are undefeated. Uh, and, you know, it, it is not – it's not an easy thing to, to win three in a row uh, in the NFL. Uh, you know, they had their bye week early. Uh, you know, they've had two weeks to prepare for the Browns. Um, but I, I, even with that talented front, I, I think that this offense uh, just has way too many weapons on it to, uh, you know, be forced to, to only play one aspect of their game. Uh, the play-action pass is going to be important. Uh, the screen game uh, to Nick Chubb, uh, even the screen game to guys like uh, Antonio Callaway or Odell Beckham uh, on the outside, I think will be very helpful uh, in slowing down that pass rush this week. Um, that will also help with the running game as well. So uh, I think there's many different ways that the, this uh, Freddie Kitchens and Todd Munkin are going to be able to uh, slow down that pass rush and, uh, you just hope that guys like Chris Hubbard and uh, Greg Robinson are able to have decent games. And, um, you know, we've seen them kind of gel a little bit over the last few weeks, and hopefully they can continue to do that. Um, Jack, as we uh, kind of move forward here, um, do you have any other major keys to the game? Uh, anything that you really have your, your eye on in terms of it being a uh, um, – you know, a, a crucial part of, of this game on Monday night. No, I just think like the biggest thing, um, I just, they have to pressure Jimmy Garoppolo. I seen a stat on Twitter and I, I forget where it's, where it's, um, where it came from, but you know, when Garoppolo gets pressured so far this year, he is only completing 50% of his passes, which shows me that he tends to get a little rattled when, you know, he faces pressure at, at more than a little rattled obviously he's only at 50 percent so um you know if our pass rush you know we have we've seen flashes of it i really think this is the game where they can break out and have the dominating performance a game like you know the tampa game in the preseason where they just get after the quarterback yeah jimmy g gets the ball out quickly but if they can get after him and rattle him big time you know i think this could be the game where the defense you know, finally says, hey, we got an explosive offense, but we also got this explosive defense that can, you know, shut offenses down. And, you know, obviously all eyes are going to be on Miles Garrett against that rookie left tackle, uh, Justin School. So if they can do that, I think that'll be the key. And that'll separate, you know, the Browns from ultimately winning, but showing that they are the a top force in the NFL. All right, Jack, uh, who do you got winning this game and why? I'm going with the Browns. I think, you know, last week, you know, was a big win. I wouldn't say it was a signature win, but it, that was a big win 
to you know silence the critics against uh, beating Baltimore. And I think you know the Browns have momentum. I think they have a chip on their shoulder, and I think they carry that into this game. You know they're under the bright lights again. Um, they've played well so far when the eyes have been on them since the Tennessee game. You know they played Monday night against the Jets. They played a Sunday night game against the Rams where they they played well, just not well enough. And then. You know, last week, all eyes were on him again in Baltimore. And, you know, they put the foot on Baltimore and, and didn't let off. And I think they do it again. Um, it'll be interesting to see how good this 49ers team is. Um, I think they are very good. They haven't played any of their division rivals yet. Um, so they're going to have a tough stretch. Um, I do think this is going to be a close game, though. I don't think I don't expect the Browns to blow out San Fran just because I think San Fran is talented on both sides of the ball, especially their defense. But I do think that the Browns want it more, and I do think they'll come come away victorious. Uh, I say it's a close game. I'm going Browns 31, 49ers 27. Yeah, I'm going with the Browns uh, on this one too. I, I just think that, uh, you know, after last week, uh, how things looked and the pieces that they're adding back into this team uh, this week, you know, once you – start to build a little bit of momentum and you're able to add to it, add some of these players back, uh, find what's comfortable, find what works, uh, you know, hone in uh, on, on what's working. Uh, I, I just think that this offense is really going to start to hit hit the gas pedal and go full go uh, to what we really think it can be. We got a glimpse of it last week, and uh, we, we got a good taste of it. And I think it could be even better than that. I don't know if it's going to be – uh, better than that this week, but it, it's going to be well enough to win, and I think uh, the Browns are going to win this one, uh, 27 to 23. Um, uh, I, I am fairly confident that we're going to be going in, into the bye week uh, at the minimum three of three. Uh, you know, we put up that poll today, Jack, of uh, you know what record do you think the Browns will have uh, going into the bye week? Uh, Nobody has said two and four, so they're confident we're going to win one of these two games, whether it be against San Francisco or whether it's against Seattle. Um, do you agree with that? We're going to win at least one of these? Well, obviously, since you said San Francisco is going to – or the Browns are going to beat San Francisco, but uh, can you pretty much guarantee we're going to win one of these two games? Oh, yeah. I mean, unless, you know, we hit some kind of adversity and just completely fall flat on our face – that's the only way we go two and four. I think this team's too talented to where they can't be at least one of San Francisco and Seattle. Not to say that San Francisco and Seattle are going to, you know, bow down to the Browns. It's going to be a tough battle, but I do expect the Browns to at least be 500 going into the bye week. How crazy is it that the Browns could have their third road win before they have their first home win? I think that just speaks volumes to what this team is, is really all about and how they really focus uh, when it really matters. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it, it just, it's crazy that they could be 3-0 and on the road and then still not have won a home game yet this year. And But the good thing is we're at home for the majority of the second half of the year, and that's good because when it gets down to those crucial games where we could be fighting for a playoff spot, um, that's when I think you're going to see the dog pound at full force. And, um, you know, that's what we need. We need that home field advantage to help us in those crucial games against, uh, when 
the playoffs are on the line potentially. You know, if we go into uh, the bye week three and three, do you realize how important that game against New England is going to be in determining uh, the impact that that game is going to have in terms of playoff position and potentially having uh, home field uh, in playoffs? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a big game. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'm fully expecting Robo and Nance to be calling that game. It's at 425. It's going to be the national game of the week. Um, Potential playoff matchup, possibly an AFC championship preview. Don't want to get too far ahead with that, but um, let's just focus on San Fran and right now, and then we'll focus on Seattle next week and so on and so on. Take it one game at a time, Anthony. It's a long season. Yeah, I know. If if they're 4-2, can that game get flexed to Sunday night? I don't know who the Sunday night game is that week, but it could get flexed, right? It, it could be, but I tend to think uh, CBS will fight for that game because uh, the the storylines, all that, it, it's too good for C- uh, CBS to let go without a fight. All right. Um, in in uh, relation to our uh, pick'em contest, uh, you know, Jack does have a ten-point lead. We both did get Seattle right last night, so uh, he still has that ten-point lead. But who is your lock of the week this week? Well, since Miami's on the bye week, we can't pick them, whoever they're playing. So I'm going to go with Philly. They're playing the Jets. Uh, the Jets are still shorthanded at quarterback. Sam Darnold isn't ready quite yet, so. Uh, no offense to Luke Falk and those guys in New York. Got to go with the Eagles. They are playing some excellent ball to start the season. Carson Wentz is playing at an MVP level, which a lot of people predicted at the beginning of the season. And their defense uh, is pretty darn dominant as well. So uh, fly, Eagles, fly. They're going to uh, whoop on them Jets this weekend. Uh, you are uh, definitely right in the fact that I will never be picking Kirk Cousins again. So the Minnesota Vikings are out. Uh my lock of the week is going to be New England on the road at Washington. Uh, I know Colt McCoy is starting this game. Colt McCoy is 1-0 against the Patriots. Uh, if you remember that massive Payne Hillis game from, oh, how many years ago was that? Seven, eight years ago already? Nine years ago. Nine years ago. God, we're old. Um, at least it feels that way. But uh, I, there, there's no way uh, New England loses this game on the road uh, in Washington. There, there's just no way. So uh, the Patriots are, are my lock of the week this week. All right, Jack. Uh, did I forget anything before we get out of here? You are good to go, buddy. All right. Uh, you can follow Jack on Twitter at JamieCurryCLE. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AnthonyJokey if you're okay. Uh, you can follow the podcast uh, at 1085 on uh, at 1085 Gridiron on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, you can find our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. Uh, with all that, we'll be back uh, Monday post game uh, after the game, Jack. Yes, sir. All right. We'll be back after the game on Monday night. Uh, hopefully, we can sound our third uh, alarm uh, in terms of victory pod for the year. And most importantly, go Browns. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.